Hi guys, this is Andrew with Headphones.com. Welcome to the Headphone Show, and today we're going to be talking about the Aurorus Audio Borealis. This is a over-ear, open-back, dynamic driver headphone that comes in right at around $900, and this is something that's been making waves in a lot of core audiophile communities. The guys who make this, they've been putting a lot of time and effort into tuning this headphone, and now that it's finally out in the wild, we can take a look. All right, so just like with my other reviews, we'll be talking about build quality, design and comfort. We'll talk about detail retrieval, speed and dynamic soundstage imaging and timbre. We'll talk about the frequency response and tonality, give a couple comparisons, and then ultimately decide whether or not it's worth it. Of course, if you guys want to take a closer look at some of the measurements that we've done of the Borealis on the Gross standardized measurement rig, the 43AG, I've posted my full written review of this headphone up on headphones.com already, and I'll leave a link in the description for that. But anyways, let's dive right in and talk about the build design and comfort because this looks a little bit ridiculous now for the build this is about as boutique as it gets uh, this is a completely open design here um, and actually it's basically just a driver inside a shell here and so there's no grill on the outside or anything like that uh, and then on top of it you get this seat belt for this for the headband which is pretty important because you got to stay safe when you're listening to headphones because you never know when you are going to spontaneously fly off into the ether with the build quality I think that's the biggest hurdle that you have to get over because this doesn't look as premium as some of its competitors do but remember that this is something that's built by enthusiasts for enthusiasts and it really prioritizes sound quality over you know the, the sleek designs that we may enjoy. When it comes to comfort, the Borealis is a little bit on the heavy side for a dynamic driver headphone, but it's nothing like those higher end, you know, Odyssey planars uh, that are like 600 or 700 grams. This is nothing like that. This is a little bit more modest. Uh, and I do find that the comfort is reasonable over time. Uh, I was able to, you know, get a good, you know, four or five hours before it starts to weigh down a little bit. Weirdly, the cups over, again, maybe a couple of hours, they they kind of tend to just sag a little bit on the side of my head, uh, you know, after, after a while. Again, not a huge deal breaker, but it's just something to notice. And so while the Borealis might look like a headphone that only its mother could love... Uh, it's certainly recognizable and potentially for all the wrong reasons. Uh, it's a headphone that I have no problem wearing for long periods of time, and it is reasonably comfortable. Now let's talk about technical performance, and before going any further, I do have to stress that the Borealis is a $900 headphone that, in my opinion, for some of its aspects, competes at a much higher price tag. And the question really is, you know, kind of where does it stop? Where's the limit for its technical aspects? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say right now, for detail retrieval, the limit, I think, is both the ZMF Tour and the Focal Clear. And yes, I'm aware, those are headphones that cost quite a bit more than the Borealis. In my mind, the Borealis comes in just shy of the Focal Clear and ZMF Tour for detail retrieval. And I know that's a little bit controversial, but I think it's only because it cheats at detail retrieval a little bit, and it gives a enhanced perception of detail through its other aspects, which we'll talk about next. So specifically, its instrument separation is one of the best that I've ever heard for a dynamic driver headphone. It's almost planar-like in that sense. So really for instrument separation, the Borealis is so good that I think it imparts an extra sense of detail because you're able to really look at all the details for all of your music a little bit better than you can with you know other headphones 
headphones that maybe kind of blend together a little bit more. Now for speed and dynamics, this is a very fast and tight and well-controlled headphone, but importantly, it's also a very punchy and highly dynamic headphone. Now again, it's interesting comparing the Borealis with the Focal Clear here because I find the Focal Clear to be a little bit more impactful with a little bit more tone to the impact, whereas the Borealis is a little bit more thuddy and thumpy in you know the, you know, the mid bass and below. Uh, and I think it's just because the clear is has a little bit more body there in the frequency response above 120 hertz. But the bottom line is that at this higher price tag for dynamic driver headphones, the Borealis absolutely competes for dynamics and that sense of punch and impact. I love that quality. For soundstage and imaging, once again, the instrument separation here is fantastic. It's superb. Uh, but the soundstage isn't the widest. It's a little bit larger than that of the Foucault Clear, but not by much. And I do find that the center image is a little bit pulled towards me, um, but it's not anything where I think it's uh, you know a drawback or a shortcoming. Uh, it does sound as open as it is, though, <laughs> so that is quite nice. Um, and the imaging, yeah, apart from the center image being a little bit more towards me, I think is also excellent on this headphone. You don't have any weird sort of three blob issues like you do with some of the Sennheiser stuff, or, you know, the crossover isn't like immediate like it is on some planar magnetic headphones. It's a little bit more even for the distribution of images across the front of the stage as well. So that's really good. Now for timbre, I find that this is actually the most controversial subject with the Borealis because I actually find that this is its biggest limitation at its price point. I think for all of the benefits in the frequency response that we'll talk about, I was kind of hoping that the timbre would be better. But to be a little bit more specific about that, it sounds as if in the bass, everything is just pulled too tightly. Everything is too taut. And that has this weird kind of dryness effect to it. Um, that, you know, again, I, when I was comparing back and forth with the Focal Clear, uh, as in spite of the fact that the Clear is not the most natural sounding headphone for its timbre either, I actually did find that I preferred this, the sense of timbre there, uh, the sense of, of, of naturalness for the bass. Uh, and then again, for much of the rest of the frequency response, it has that same kind of uh, almost pulled too tight character to it um, that uh, gives that uh, yeah extra sense of dryness to it. Now at the same time, I would place this you know a little bit ahead of a lot of planar magnetic headphones that you know also have a kind of dryness to them or uh, you know unnaturalness to them. Uh, so it's not as poor in timbre as you know many planar magnetic headphones. It's worth analyzing timbre both in terms of frequency response related timbre and also material related timbre, where I think for the Borealis, its limitation is more in the material related timbre, not so much the frequency response, uh, which we will talk about next. So put the graphs up on the screen here for you guys. Again, this is done on the Gross 43AG standardized measurement rig. And if you guys want to take a closer look at them, I have published them already on headphones.com. You can find the link in the description for that. Uh, but in general, the Borealis's frequency response is excellent. You can see that there's an appropriate rise there for the Harman shelf, which is the target that we have here from 2013 uh, and this means that the bass is incredibly distinct uh, from the rest from the mid-range and the rest of the frequency response and this means that in, in your music you get a really good sense of you know the bass coming through uh, it's not you know as crazy well extended as some planars but it's definitely got good bass extension and lots of bass presence uh, i don't think anybody's going to be disappointed by the bass of this headphone the one thing to note here though is that compared to the focal clear 
Uh, I find the Focal Clear has a little bit better body and tone to the bass presentation, whereas, again, the Borealis is a little bit more mid-bass focused there. Uh, and then for the mids, they're generally okay, except there is a bit of an elevation there at 1.5k hertz. Um, this is a little bit on the forward side for my taste, and I do notice it in mm, a number of recordings, but I think it's not the end of the world here. Uh, but there is a bit of an issue that around 5k hertz, once you get into the treble, where there's a little bit of a peak there, a little bit of a forwardness, this does cause some percussion compression issues on some recordings. Again, it's, it's on the right side of this for like 98% of my music, so it's not... A huge deal breaker either um, and then for the rest of the frequency response in the treble this is fantastic this is there's no sibilant issues that 9k hertz dip that you see there that should be there that's the contra interaction so don't worry about that and don't eq it up if you're going to eq uh, but this surprisingly uh, follows the frequency response in the treble very closely to that of the Focal Utopia. In fact, this is a very similar tuned headphone to the Focal Utopia. The Utopia doesn't have that 5K Hertz peak that the uh, Borealis does. But apart from that, you know, in the rest of the treble, uh, it's a surprisingly close frequency response with the Focal Utopia. And in some ways, I think that's a fantastic achievement. But let's do a few comparisons. Uh, again, I've been talking about the Focal Clear for the majority of this video, and that's just because I've been going back and forth between these two for the better part of a week and uh, yeah i my conclusion is that uh where the borealis's uh price to performance value ratio stops is right behind the focal clear i find the clear is a, is a bit more detailed than the borealis i think the focal clear's frequency response for my preferences is a little bit better in the bass and in the mids but the borealis has a better pre uh, presentation there for the treble above the 5.5k hertz uh, peak there so the clear has a bit of a weird peak issue there at around 6k hertz and the borealis does not so really i think they kind of trade blows there for the frequency response uh, for soundstage the borealis is a little bit larger and more spacious than the clear but not by much uh, and then for the punch and slam they're very close but i find again the clear has a bit more body and impact to its punch uh, but the borealis is a bit tighter and more defined and more uh, snappy to its punch so i think that's a that's kind of the trade-off there um, and i think this is again largely just due to the frequency response and then where the base elevation is for the borealis the other headphone that i think it's worth comparing it to is the zmfo tour now unfortunately i don't have one here uh, but i used to own one actually so i've got a pretty good sense of that one so this is from memory the zmfo tour has a much more spacious soundstage to it larger presentation um, and a better timbre its frequency response is also quite agreeable. So they both, I think, are quite good in as far as frequency response goes. Um, but I do also think that the ZMFO Tour may be slightly better at detail retrieval. Um, again, the Borealis may do a better sense of image separation and distinction than the Otour. And I think the, weirdly, I actually think the Borealis is also faster. Um, but apart from that, I think they do trade blows. And keep in mind that that's fantastic because this is quite a bit less expensive than those headphones that I'm comparing it to. And then lastly, I'm going to do a completely unfair comparison here and compare it to the Focal Utopia, which once again, we've seen that the frequency response is very similar between the two. Uh, apart from the 5k hertz peak on the Borealis. But the main difference there with the Utopia, apart from that, is that it has better detail retrieval, noticeably better detail retrieval. Again, where I think the limitation is, is uh, when it comes to detail. And I do think that the Utopia's detail retrieval is just categorically superior. And, you know, it's, it's much more worthy of the flagship price tag that it has. But it's surprising how well the Borealis does for its tonality and frequency response and how that contributes to overall 
overall enjoyment and how good something sounds. Um, so in, in many ways, that's what the Borealis is doing. It's a testament to what's possible when you pay very close attention to carefully tuning the headphone and making sure that you know it follows a curve that is really agreeable because that's kind of what they've done with this headphone. Anyways, let me give a conclusion here. I think the Borealis has several things working against it. The first is that the styling and the build, uh, it looks very boutique. And it is. If you can get over that, then I think suddenly the you know price to performance ratio for this headphone is pretty darn incredible. And the other key drawback with this headphone is availability. At the time of recording this, I'm actually not sure if this is available to purchase right now, but hopefully in the future when you guys are watching this, it will be. Um, and hopefully they'll be ramping up production so the more people can actually buy this. But if you can look past those issues and maybe you have a way to get one of these, I do think this is a fantastic sounding headphone. Uh, you know, for all of the technical aspects and the frequency response, everything that this headphone does, it is it demonstrates that they've prioritized sound quality over you know all the rest of the stuff that's involved with headphones and in this case i think it's resulted in something that's really quite excellent uh, so yes i do recommend the auroras audio borealis if you can find one um, and i do think it competes at a much higher price tag than the 900 that it comes in at and in many ways this is just a testament to what's possible when you have enthusiasts making headphones for enthusiasts you know it might not be the absolute best at one thing but for just about all categories i think it does really really well and so that is something where i think if you just sort of take a step back and you think okay what's overall enjoyment uh this does really really well in that regard anyways that does it for this video thanks for taking the time to watch it and i'll see you guys in the next one bye for now